welcome back. Yeah, uh, I was on a break. Yeah, you were. Missed you guys. Wait, so Brennan, welcome back to what else? Yeah, welcome back to what else? Yeah, it's good to be back, dude. Um, full female. Well, okay. I mean, dude. I was a male in it, but yeah. uh, that was great. That Tiffany, was a good episode. Jill- I, yeah, it was I enjoyed awesome. Listening, yeah. Jillian on air. I yes. always enjoy. So, and then you got you got Sarah did fantastic. So yeah. I thought that was a lot of fun, and Greg popping in. Yeah, but it was a little a lot of fun, a lot of fun over there. But yeah, yeah where are we going? Where are we going? All right, we're going to Ocala. Yeah, Ocala. Ocala, Ocala. See, I gave it to you. I gave you the Ocala because of at the drive-in. The, and and now So wait, is it Ocala. open for debate? It's Ocala. I don't think so, because it, it was based on Native Americans being... As little research as I did as the, the, the history, it's Ocala. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ocala. Yeah. So we're going there. Yeah. And maybe you didn't know there's a brewery there. No. Uh... There is. There is. There totally is. Yeah. And, and we've been actually waiting a while to talk to these guys. Yeah. And what I like is that here in Orlando, we've had that we've been able to try their beers. Yeah. So good distribution. Mm-hmm. So this helps into getting guys, even though it's a it's a brewery in Ocala. So Ocala, you should get to know what that brewery is. It's also you could actually go ahead and drink their beers all around Florida. So yeah. that's good. That's yeah, good. We got to find out where Central Florida for yeah, sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, we got to find so, that okay. out. We should mention where we're going. Infinite Aleworks. Infinite Aleworks yes. in Ocala. Yes. So uh, I love these guys and we're trying to reach out to them for a while and finally uh, finally found them. Kind of lasted them in and uh, they've been ready to do this. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. So for those of you that might not be familiar with Ocala, if you're listening from out of state, Ocala, uh, most notably, I think in central Florida, you probably know it because it's a national forest. Yeah. Ocala National Forest. Yeah. Uh, Some springs up there. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been there. Silver Springs. Yeah, Silver Springs, Juniper Springs. There's a bunch within National Forest. Okay. Um, I've been there for that, for recreation. Okay. And I honestly must have driven by Infinite Aleworks. I guess so. Probably. Gotta find out where it is, but I guess so, because it's really not that big of a... 57,000 people live in this city, and... um, and I, my only research goes back to being on tour without the drive-in. We went in there just to kind of see what this this uh, location was all about. They really wanted to go to Ocala and find out what it was. <laughs> they and called it Ocala. They did. Okay, yeah, and they it's really Ocala. did. It's Ocala. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not Ocala. saying they're dum dums, but uh, yeah. It's, well, it's, I called it Ocala. So yeah. You better not say they're so, dum-dums. Yeah, because because bite yeah. my tongue. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, this 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 is something that you just drive past to go to Gainesville. I've yeah. never stopped in Ocala to say, oh, yeah, there's something there. There's nothing there for me to To be totally stop. honest, I guess I didn't really even think of it as a city. I just think of Ocala as the forest. Yeah, you just hey, I'm just going to pull off to the right, yeah. go about two miles, and there I am with this huge yeah. national forest. Yeah. So, But no, there's a lot of good people out there, and uh, I'm excited. I, I am really excited to get get in there because I love I love what these guys are doing. So Yeah, let's go meet them. Yeah. Let's yeah. have a good time. I'm nervous because, uh, yeah, we have fans of the podcast. They are fans of the podcast, and this is happening more. So, well, let's go meet the family <laughs> at Infinite Aleworks. Let's do it. Sounds awesome. Okay, all right, going in. Yeah, when he comes in, I'm gonna be like, sure. well, we'll get him at the tail end, which I'm sure he's going to be on this episode because if he comes in we're announcing that beer because i think it's the best name for a beer ever and as we're recording now i'm not going to say it because i probably am going to use this in in the interview and just like let it go from there so i have the honor of having craig say hello hi and then i have tom say hello 
Hello. Okay, good. So two different voices. So at any time, I will. We have, uh, we're at Infinite Ale Works today, guys, and we're in Ocala, first time in Ocala. And we're actually going to go ahead and uh, put a, a lot more than our usual two, one or two people. And I'm glad you brought everybody to work today because this is going to be fun. This is going to be great. Uh, we've heard so much great stuff about you. Uh, we've had the honor of drinking your beer in Orlando. So thank you. Thank you for being there. Um, so I'm gathering distributions going very well, and we'll get into that. But uh, so let's talk about let's talk about uh, Infinite. Let's get in there really quick. Uh, how long have we been in Aleworks? Well, I guess uh, we're in our third year now. So mm -hmm. it's kind of uh, you know the first the first couple of years we were kind of bootstrapped a little bit. So we're we're just now getting into our uh, our comfortable zone, if you will. Okay. But, but things are going well. Distribution's going well. We're in uh, around 28 counties now, I believe. That's amazing. So that really is. We just started to really hit the Orlando market, which we're finding a very, very cool place to be. A lot of great establishments. So, yeah. So we're excited. Yeah, seeing you on tap is a lot of fun out there. Uh, going to GB Bottle Shop, being able to pick up bottles there. Uh, it's been nice. It's been nice to get you out there. And then, uh, so Craig, what do you do here, though? So what are you doing while, while uh, Tom is, is starting? Now, you started this, right? You started this, Tom? Really yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was... Uh, there was uh, two of us originally were talking about it over beer, then it kind of evolved into a, a group theory. And then, then as we tried to raise money to do a big, huge brewery and the realities of that kind of set in and we started with a more bootstrapped version, we kind of uh, had to scale back and now we're here and growing again. Okay. So. And then Craig, for you, you, you coming in, yeah, we talked a little bit before of your, your more of the media end of it, but now you said beer, obviously, this might not be your first brewery you've worked at. So uh, where have you, where'd you come from? Well, I guess the original was uh, my garage, which in some ways has been compared with Steve Jobs' garage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I started out in 2002 as a home brewer and uh, started competing around 2005. And where was this? Where, where was that? I live in Gainesville, Florida. Okay. Uh, I joined the Hogtown Brewers. Yay, which is, okay. Uh, one of the more spectacular homebrew clubs mm -hmm. in the country. Swamphead, I think. The, yeah, the Swamphead episode with Joe that was mentioned. Right. Um, so Hogtown Brewers had uh, the concession for beer at the Hogtown Medieval Fair. Okay, right. And one of the first things we did, um, well, I guess I stepped back. I, I did a lot of competition. We set up our own homebrew competition. And for two or three years, I was among the top four brewers in the state. Yeah, now. But the, the unique thing I did was I focused on a few recipes and really getting the process perfected. Uh, so as a result, my IPA that became Big Nose at Swamphead won 14 gold medals. Um, yeah, that did really well, yeah. I was yeah. friends of the family, and uh, Swamphead was born in my garage through some discussions with Luke and uh, others when they came over to drink my beer. So you are that famous Craig that, that's been mentioned. So that, yeah, that, yeah. That would be me. That's and, awesome. Uh, so <laughs> we bought the, the brew system from, from uh, Spanish Springs Brewing Company, okay. um, moved it to Gainesville and started producing beer, I guess, in 2009, started selling it. Mm -hmm. um, so basically most of the core stuff, all the core beers and maybe 10 or 15 of those beers were beers that I developed either as a home brewer or at Swamphead. And uh, we grew it from, I think, 900 barrels the first year. Uh, about the time I left, I think it was up to six or 7,000 barrels. That's crazy. Um, yeah. I left in part to uh, see if I could get my own place going, but like Tom says, raising lots of money to build big projects yeah. is not easy. And um, 
So I uh, have known these guys for a number of years through Swamphead. Um, Tom so was that and what Juan own yep. Pie on the Avenue over here, a uh, restaurant uh, and bar. And so we met each other uh, because we were selling them beer. Nice. And okay. doing events there. And, and, and uh, sure. then they would come up and we would talk about stuff. So when the opportunity came up to uh, that they needed a brewer here, um, and I could see that they needed a consultant here that knew how to turn it from uh, kind of a big homebrew system into a professional system. We set up a con consulting agreement, and I've been here ever since. So, Tom, for you, you're, how long have you been in Ocala for now? Uh, I was actually born and raised here. Born and raised? Yep. So you see beer, basically, born and raised. How old are you, may I ask? Uh, 38. 38? Oh, you're a baby. Like so, yes. <laughs> so you're probably drinking... Uh, Budweiser and Coors, like that's all you're really getting in Ocala. Right. So you wanted more. Where was that here? Was that something you've always had the ambition or was it just like, you know what, let's just open a beer bar. Let's open a beer bar. Like yeah. what, well, what happened? We actually first started at uh, Pie on Broadway. That was kind of our first little okay. business venture after the real estate boom that, that I was in. But um, you know, we first started out and uh, I was our head chef and, and friend Adam Volpe was was kind of giving me a little pitch, like, hey, whatever we do, we got to make sure craft beer's involved. And I'm like, nice. what's okay. craft beer? So we actually had a birthday party for me, and we, I was like, we got to have a keg of Miller Lite, because it's Ocala, it's all people drink. <laughs> yeah. And by the end of the night, nobody had touched the Miller Lite, and everybody had drank the other keg. I think, I want to say it was Days, uh, Hazed and Infused, maybe, but from... Uh, yeah. Put it? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Okay, okay. So anyway, it, it was gone at the end of the night, and I was like, ah, okay, I get it. This wow. got some legs, and... You know, 10 or 12 years later, I was like, uh, yeah, definitely need more of it here in Ocala, and mm -hmm. here we are. Yeah, I, I, I think with Ocala, um, last time I was here, I would say it was about 18 years ago, I was on tour with the band uh, at the drive-in. We were coming through, they just wanted to kind of know the culture here and what Ocala is, and it's been forever, and I can't remember anything from here. So Florida City starts to all look the same. I think we make the joke every time we're driving up 75. And you guys are our first Ocala episode. Anything else going around here? Like, how is the craft beer scene now looking here since growing because of you guys? Like, what's the regulars like here? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely growing a lot. We have a very good, solid core crowd of people that are very passionate about it. Yeah. And I would say before, there was just pie was the only outlet. Now there's a few places in town we got a pretty good ABC in town with a pretty good selection. Good, good. A couple local um, bottle stores, too. I like hearing that. Because there's 57,000 people in this population here in Ocala. 57,000. Right. Uh, a little short of, uh, no, you're a little higher than Twin Peaks, my favorite show ever. So I actually, when I saw 57, I was like, well, Twin Peaks is 54,000. This is crazy because I memorized that sign. Um, but, yeah, so I, do we notice it being a small town or is it just, does it feel like a small town for you? Yeah, I mean, maybe it, the regular it's, it's a small town, but, you know, I mean, the population within 30 minutes to an hour is pretty big. You've got the villages to the south in Gainesville and Orlando. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's a small town, but we're right in the middle of a pretty big density. So, What's the closest brewery to us from here? Probably First Mag. First Mag, Swamp First Ed. Magnitude is, right? Swamp Ed. Yeah. So yeah. what is that? 30 minutes? It's about a 40 minutes? minute drive. Yeah. Like so, I mean, for mostly when we start talking to breweries, we hear like, let's say Tampa, Orlando, even Jacksonville. You, there's so many breweries close together. You guys are like the only brewery here in Ocala right now. Right. And how's that feel? How's that feel to kind of just be like, we got it. Or is any others opening? Um, you know, we've heard, we've heard rumblings of people that would like to, but, but nothing's happened yet. Okay. And, you know, we definitely like 
being open here in Ocala. We'd like some more, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, uh, big proponent of the, the rising tide raises all ships, you know, so mm -hmm. I feel like the more craft beer there is in Ocala, the more education there is going to be in the more, more right. consumers. And we love hearing that. We do. From a demographic standpoint, Ocala and Gainesville are like complete opposites. They are. They are. And yeah. uh, that's had an influence, I think, on the evolution of craft beer in both towns. This town is either very high end and you've got, you know, all of these horse people. Okay, so that, okay. But they don't generally drink beer. You know, John Travolta has a house on an airport out here where he flies his jets in and out. So there's, right. you know, there's that side of the town. But then Ocala also evolved as more of a blue-collar place. 20 years ago, they were making a lot of manufactured homes here. Now it's warehousing. And okay. Whatnot. And those are, unfortunately, mostly, you know, macro beer drinkers. So it's yeah. finding that middle ground and getting people involved. Um, has been critical. They have a beer club here now, a homebrew club here now, and I Good. think that's helping. Um, so that culture really makes a difference. But Gainesville was a slam dunk because you had the university, you had a lot of people that had access to craft beer outside of wherever they were coming from. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so now we've got five breweries up there. Gainesville is, like you said, it's a, it's a college town. People come in and out. Kids come in and out. Let's just, you know, here it does feel like this is Born and raised, right. you know. You said it. You were born and raised, and Kyle, born how you? And oh, born and raised too. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So when you're born and raised born and here, raised too, right? Well, he kind of traveled around a little bit for him. Yeah, he likes to claim Spain, but he's he's from here too. Who won is? <laughs> and then how about you, Travis, over there, like Jacksonville? Okay. So all Florida, all Florida, Wisconsin. Well, New York, Florida yeah, since correct. I was ten. Yeah. Yeah. Except and, uh, for four years in California. Which sucks because my, my mom had, like, oh, my mom, my whole family is from New York. Then my sister's from Tel Aviv, Israel, and I am Miami Beach. One, so, one key go. point is that I grew up drinking America's first IPA. Really? When and I was, was 10, my dad used to go down to the Ice House and get cases of Ballantine Ale. Okay. And that was the first? That was the first. <laughs> That's so crazy. In fact, somebody just bought the brand and they're making it again. But really? it's not the same beer. It's not going to be, right? That recipe. Can you actually still, like, I guess, all and any ingredient back then, I'm sure, like, can't based on. So, um, you guys, uh, we are having beers already. So, uh, Travis, what did you pour here? Uh, the second beer I gave you guys was West Floridian, Belgium. Okay, so this is the West. Okay. And... So I just had the wit. I had the wit in it. And congratulations on the 2017. You guys got the silver medal yep, on there. That's right. Thank you very uh, much. That's awesome. That is awesome. How'd that feel? How'd that feel? Uh, you know, it's, it's good. It's always good to, uh, you know, see that other people like like your beers too, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in competition of a best of Florida. Right. Best of Florida. You know, there's not, like you said, not much going on out here. And you guys just come up. You're like, hey, we're Ocala. We have, right. we have beer. Uh, let's talk about what's traditionally in uh, most of your beers, all of your beers, uh, what style are we looking at? So, or, so yeah. we're, um, we like to call it uh, Belgian influence. So yes. we're, we're traditionally inspired, but, but infinitely uh, creative. So, mm -hmm. you know, we like our, our Belgian beers as much as, you know, the next person, but, you know, there's a ton of great styles out there and we're just a fan of great beer. Really. Yeah. So, you know, we have, uh, I think I mentioned to you earlier, we have a, a nice mix of influence here because there's, there's probably half dozen of us that are, you know, here every day doing operations and mm -hmm. sales and stuff. And, you know, we all bring our, our own flavor to the table. So we have Craig that's kind of more of a purist. And then we have Kyle and Juan that like some of the more exotic stuff. Yeah. Sam, our, uh, our tasting room manager, he, he just brewed a uh, New England IPA, which I heard you guys discussing on your podcast with uh, Hidden Springs. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 
I, do you guys still have it? That's yeah. the OJ, right? You have it? Yeah, we're going to yes. try that one for sure. Yes, we are. Okay, good. Yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> that was seriously like we went, write that down right now, Infinite Nail Works. I mean, we've been wanting to get here for a while. Obviously, you saw the sticker on the Mac, and but it's just like, yeah, when they said that, I was like, let's right. pack up the bus, we're going. So. so so we are traditionally inspired, but you know we like to do other stuff too. Yeah. I'll, I'll let Craig speak a little bit about some of the specific ingredients we mm -hmm. try to use some of our cores. I would say, and we haven't even discussed the fact that one of our uh, owner participants is uh, Jim Richard, okay. who is he's the Belgian king, a huge Belgian king. Yeah, he, he takes people it's, on tours of Belgian breweries. So he'll he'll travel out there. He'll go out right. there and but but Jim has never been up? involved <laughs> right. on a daily basis brewing because he has a full time job mm -hmm. doing what what we're doing right now. He sells the kind of equipment we're using right oh, now. Oh okay, nice. Good. So um, how long anyway. have you known him? How long have you known him? I've known him since since I uh, joined the Hogtown Brewers, which would be probably around two thousand. So okay. I had a connection back to Jim. Right. And Jim used to do these incredible tastings in his in his house where yes. he would do ten or fifteen Belgian beers, some of which might be ten or twenty years old. And so it was an incredible education experience to be exposed to all the beers and then the discussions about the breweries, and he knows a lot of these guys. So that's the inspiration part. A lot of these recipes were originally his homebrew recipes, and um, they've evolved a little bit here. But really part of my job coming in as, to, as a consultant and to, to get this to be a production brewery is dealing with production issues. How do right. you um, deal with... Some of these Belgian beers are very complex and take a long time to make. Of course. How do you fit that in with something that needs to be mass-produced a lot quicker? How do you use um, one beer to be the, the yeast source for a bigger beer? And those kinds of things. So I've been doing a lot of that kind of work, tweaking the recipes a little bit mm -hmm. uh, where needed and uh, getting them to the point where, in some cases, they're actually more Belgian. In other cases, they're not. So we... we have had a tendency sometimes to label things as a Belgian beer, but there's really not much of anything Belgian about them. So, uh, in case nobody heard right now with, um, uh, with Travis, what are we drinking again? We're drinking our um, Belgian Quad, right. West Floridian. Um, and this is a classic case. Um, that's what, okay, that's what the, I was gonna the, ask. The beer is supposed to be modeled after, and I have a hard time saying this, West Vlederen. Uh, quad, which was one of the world's finest quads, okay. um, has a really nice, rich malt character to yes, it. it does. Um, and the color, too. And, Gorgeous, and color. Yeah. Uh, as I say, it's one of the world's best quads. What we were making when I came here uh, wasn't quite that. Okay, right. It uh, was not attenuating well, so it was sweeter, didn't have some of the, the, the right yeast character. Um, so I started really investigating it thinking about it, working it, worked with a guy that I dearly love. Um, you may hear his name from time to time, Brian Pearson, who runs Brewing Science Institute mm -hmm. in Colorado, Yeast Foundry. And Brian helped me figure out some process changes for this beer that are allowed us. The first time we made the process change, the beer jumped from 10 to 13%. And uh, which was a little overpowering. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we've been tweaking it backwards now. But a lot of it has to do with the handling of the simple sugars. Okay. Uh, you can almost kill the yeast if you throw them all mm -hmm. in the beginning and then it doesn't attenuate. But more than that, we needed a beer that could actually make that yeast because it's hard. You can reuse a yeast from a 12% beer, right, but it's not ideal. Um, so we've developed a pale ale that 
one fills a, a hole in our product line um, that's badly needed, Belgium which ale. is a, a <laughs> five five percentish type you know session beer. Which I love that idea. <laughs> and two, it it it, gener it will generate the yeast. In fact, we have a batch in the tank right now that nice. we just collected the first yeast from it. Uh, but we played with that beer a lot with different yeasts and whatnot. When we tried the 530 Abbey yeast that we use in West Floridian on that pale ale, it just jumped to life, whole new beer. Uh, and so that's probably be, gonna be coming one of our one of our cores as well. Good, okay, But good. it's almost exactly the same as a lot of American pale ales, uses American hops, uh, but the yeast just totally changes the expression. So those are the fun things at my point in life now, to, so to work on these. So you're giving, Tom, you're giving him the freedom to make these, correct? Like, so was, is this any different than Swamp Head? Obviously it is a lot different than Swamp Head, but do you feel you're getting more of a freedom here to do things like this? Because... Well, I, I had initially total control. Okay. And so the 15 or so recipes up there that we were making in the old brewery, um, you know, were my inspiration. I would be asked to do something and we would come up with a new recipe occasionally. Uh, on that, but as they made the transition to the new brewery and whatnot, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of things changed. And um, I make no claims as to how accurate or similar the beers are to what they used to be. Right. Uh, they've been doing a lot of work trying to learn how to scale up into a bigger brewery. Do you still drink them? Do you do you from oh, time absolutely. to time go buy some? Good friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, when you have a canning operation, you mm -hmm. have a certain percentage of cans that uh, you can't sell. Okay, that's so, true. So yeah, they so keep they, come, they keep oh. e beers in the in the cooler. So Dude, I, just that's go awesome. raid, I go raid the e beers every once in a while. Oh, I love that. Okay, good, good. Yeah. I actually walked in here this morning with with some. I was trying to get him to shotgun before the interview, but <laughs> he said yeah. no. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're still on friendly basis. Nice. Uh, good, good. I had a contract for my recipes. It had a little bit of a non compete in it, which I'm working through. Okay. But um, the 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 whole thing is very cordial. I would say, you know, I was looking in case you guys asked me why did I leave, and mm -mm. and, and no. uh, it all boiled down to one word: millennials. <laughs> Everybody listening. <laughs> but no, but it's no, but honestly, that's all right. We, you know, we don't we don't like to, and that's why <laughs> that's it works great. here because these guys tolerate working with an old man, uh, and you know they were not. So happy I, I, having an old guy hanging I around. See, oh yeah, I, do, I, do, I definitely see what you're saying. Uh, I think it's funny because we don't ever want to ask like, oh, so how's it like, you know, like why did you leave? It's always that, what is the difference from there to here? And like, what can you do here? And honestly, the whole Belgian idea, I remember we found this out a few months, like about two months ago or so. And I was like, damn, I cannot wait to get my ass in this place. Like, I really want to try every single, I was like, okay, can I build a cot here? Can I pay <laughs> rent for like a week and just try everything yes. that you're putting out? Because everybody, everybody here, um, I know a few people in Ocala, and they just love you guys. I love the fact that this is it. They'll travel to Orlando, they'll travel to Tampa, and say, I still have, I feel the best brewery in Florida, right in my backyard. And I'm like, dude, that's really cool. It is really cool. There's another as aspect too, and a lot of breweries have gotten into this now, having a pilot system in addition to your main brewing system. At Swamphead, we didn't have a pilot system for the first three or four years. Uh, and then they bought a Sabco, which is fun if you've got somebody that can brew 24-7 to produce a keg of beer. Right. Uh, yeah. But uh, here we have both. We have a pilot system that does about 40 gallons, and then we've got the 10-barrel system. And so we have this creative engine through the pilot. Uh, we were just talking about the New England 
uh, mm-hmm. IPA. Right. You know, our bartender brewed that, so it, it, it's open to everybody. Kyle does some, yeah, some of his recipes, and you know, we we have that extra input. We've allowed homebrewers to come in here and and okay. and, and do that kind of stuff too. Yep. Let's sure. get into it because I was going to ask this question later. So I was going to say, what are like three beers that you did? And then Kyle will say three beers that you did. Tom, obviously, there's like three beers I'm sure you probably have, even as the owner. And then Travis, how about you? Like some of that you've done? No, he's like, I just, yeah. Okay, so let's start with you, Tom. Like, so like, let's let's get into, well, everybody has a hand here. To be honest with you, uh, when this this opened, I was kind of new into the brewing, so I hadn't really brewed. Expectations, were there any? Um, no. Okay, okay. But anyway, I, I haven't really done any of my own. My own recipes, but that being said, all right, all right. So the, the, we had a little gap in between brewers, and Juan and I had to jump back there and make sure that you know the production goes on. So the first batch of Whitfinin I made, uh, apparently, if you dump in 30 pounds of corn, it becomes Oopsfinin. <laughs> so that that was my first beer, and uh, you know it wasn't bad. It was drinkable, but it wasn't yeah. was it was supposed to be, but. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of uh, recipes under my belt yet. I've, I've done a lot of brewing back there to, to help out and keep things going. But, so home brewing? Or do, did you ever do home brewing? No, I actually have a joke when these guys talk about, about home brewing. I always say, look, I didn't start in a garage. I'm a commercial brewer. <laughs> right. But, yeah. of course, you know, that's completely false. So. <laughs> Okay, so there is... Right. Okay. So, uh, and so Jason, Jason Delaney works like, what is he? And he's like a bartender here. Okay. Okay. So, and anytime get on here, get on here. Cause we want your voice like on the microphone. So, um, and then how about you, Kyle? Here he comes onto the microphone. Well, uh, Kyle. I don't really have any like real recipes. I've done like a lot of treatments. Okay. Per se. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I did the yeah. Christmas treatment on the West Floridian, so. And what was that, just spices going yeah, in there? Fresh ginger, some uh, some cinnamon, some allspice, and some clove. A little snickerdoodle to dip in there yeah. and enjoy. Yeah, so so when uh, we, when, excuse me, just bumped the mic there, just ruined your whole show. No, that's it, we're done, pack it up. Um, no more beers. Anyway, when we first started out, we opened up with just guest taps, because the whole, you know, the whole cash flow situation to, you know, pay rent while we're getting our licensing was, was tough. So it was kind of hard for us to get away from the 40 taps we had in the wall and actually try to have as many of our beers as we could. So to do that, we try to put out as many treatments as possible and variations of different mm-hmm. base beers and one-offs and pilot series. So, you know, one of the major things that, that Kyle and Juan here do is uh, after Craig will brew a batch, you know, they'll kind of take some of it and put their own individual spin on it, so. So Craig would be basically the base beer and then you guys will branch out with it, or? Most of the time, yeah. these guys okay. do brew some stuff on the pilot batch okay. as well. You know, Kyle's kind of an apprentice brewer back there, but he's, uh, he's, he's coming along pretty quick. And uh, when I asked expectations, uh, I guess that we had 40 taps, but it was being guest, guest taps, and here you have all right, now we have to start filling up all these these handles. Right. Uh, how long did that take? Or you just started feeling, okay, we have this steady flow of us being 26, maybe 32 taps. Uh, how many do we have right now? I think we have 22 on right now. 22, 22 right now that are you. Okay. And how long did you feel that that 
took you to be consistently 22, 25, something like that? Uh, to be honest with you, we're, we're just, just now settling into nice. it. Okay, so, go. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's all about equipment. Yeah, and treatments are a big part of that. Exactly. Um, okay. they, they, they're a multiplier on a base beer. You have to have the right beer to be able to do the treatments. Right. But if you look up there right now, how many different gozes do we have on? You know, those are all treatments. Yeah. Um, and we have uh, several it. different versions of the pale ale um, that were spun out. We participated in the ales for ALS. Mm -hmm. And so we did yeah. two different versions of, a, of beers with those hops and whatnot. And that's how we get a lot of the variety up there. It doesn't always have to be. And we're learning more now about how to uh, take a beer and, and do that. We've got a project. Um, one of the beers that we've done first as a pilot and, and we've done, I think, one big batch is a session saison. Nice. That 4.2%, okay. but it's uh, dry hopped with mosaic. Really? And it just gives it this wonderful, unique expression. It's what I think a session beer should be. It's, yeah. you know, uh, session IPAs are just pale ales, you know, that are over hopped. But um, this is a, a beer that showcases hops. So the next time we do it, we're going to do several 40-gallon uh, versions with different dry hops. And you'll be able to sit down and taste Love that. maybe four different beers. So uh, on the website, it says a haven to anybody wanting to expand their horizons. Um, I love that. That just oh, automatically you're coming into a place that says you're going to learn like you really are. You're going you're gonna to taste beers that you haven't tasted before. And I think that's awesome. I, I think when you said that you're just now getting into that groove shows that you're not making just bullshit beer. You're not making like, all right, let's just fill up the taps and make it, make it, make it. Right. You're really putting that passion into it. The fact that already you have everybody kind of putting hands into it, I think is awesome. And was that from the get-go? Was this an idea saying, all right, I'm Tom, I want my brewers, I want to go ahead and say, everybody should have a hand in this. No, you, you know, it, it kind of started a little differently. We had, uh, you know, like any business, you gotta, you gotta kind of find your way a little bit, you know? So mm -hmm. when, when, you, when, you, when you get through the hurdles of actually, uh, you know, getting the funds in place to get the doors open and get the business working, then, you know, you gotta, Bring all the other aspects into play, and you know we, we started out with with Jim's Jim's recipes, and then we had a lead brewer, Michael. He was kind of uh, he was the one taking Jim's homebrew scale recipes and okay. scaling them up, and uh, you know, and then you know we were trying to do as many taps as we could, but we were limited by manpower and resources. And then he actually um, he got hired away from us. Kind of his wife got a job, finished her her doctorate degree, so. so she, or, took, she took a job in upstate New York. Okay. Oh, so, so, so he's not, is he, I guess he's not even doing beer anymore, huh? No, actually. He is? Yeah. For him. He got, uh, he got hired on at the school. They opened up a, a craft brewery program. So he's kind of like the lab, the lab brewer. Oh, so, that's so, that's so rad. Yeah. That is really cool. I like yep. that. So, so after he left, we had the challenge of, uh, you know, trying to bring on some more staff and limited cash flow and, and, and make it work. And luckily we, uh, we did a couple months of that and then we, we, we uh, figured out that Craig was looking for a home, and he fit in perfectly, so. Yeah. There we are. Yeah. And you still live in Gainesville, though, huh? I do. Yeah? What's the, it's a what's fun the travel commute. like, though? Uh, it's all interstate, so it's That's either true. really good or really bad. Yeah? 75 uh, gets backed wow. up? Uh, we've does, had really. four fatalities and Shh. traffic okay. backups this weekend that, well. Really? Driving home Friday, I went past an accident in Marion County, and the traffic was backed up southbound all the way to Archer Road in Gainesville. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. about 15 miles. 
So, as I say, it can be very bad. The fortunate thing is that Ocala is actually on 441, 301, just north of Ocala. 301 splits to Jacks and 441 goes to Gainesville. So we have a backup, and I take 441 a lot. Just because it's a it's it's not well traveled and it's if the interstate's screwed up and do that way, but it, it's turned out to be really nice because sometimes I'll get on the phone to talk to somebody about a business thing or something like that, and <laughs> before I know it, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, the, the commute doesn't bother me too much. Other and now that gas prices are coming down, it's exactly. bothering me even less. Yeah. Hey, listen to a podcast that. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to say, well, you have like your favorite album on and by the time you know it, you're there. Thank you. You're, you're hired. It's uh, or your favorite podcast. So, uh, here we are close to Ocala National Forest and uh, Silver Springs. Are we allowed to bring beers into these places? Do we know if any alcohol is on premise? No? Uh, yeah. We'll fight that. Don't you worry. You can bring anything into Ocala National Forest and bury it or whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Silver Springs is a state park, so it's yeah. got it is right. I thought so. Okay, damn. Because I was gonna say, because you have, let's say, when you say sessionable or like you could really drink, you guys obviously have your growlers here uh, to do. So thirty-two and your sixty-four, right? Um, actually, we just do do sixty-four. So sixty-four. Yeah, yeah. Right. How'd that feel when that got over like overturned? Oh man, it was uh, it was good. It was good. We actually got caught up a little bit in the legislation that year. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. We had a temporary license. And right when they were fixing to issue the regular one, they had all this stuff going, going through the, uh, the house and stuff. But uh, so we actually ran on a temporary license for like a year over, while they were figuring all that out. But yeah. Thank goodness it's all good now. So. Yeah, no shit. Because it's like you think about it, it was like really sixty-four ounces you couldn't do, and it's been yeah. a year now, right? It's a little over a year. Almost now? two, I think. Two. Almost two? two yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Never mind. Yeah. That, that, that's another one. little piece. Well, it would have to be over two because it was July 1st, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really? Two years ago. Damn, that flew. That really flew by. I really thought we are still like hanging on to a year or so. But um, That was another little piece of the pie for me because I haven't been completely attached to a brewery or whatever. I was uh, a member of the board of directors of the Florida Brewers Guild and president in 2010. When we went through all of that, and I went to Tallahassee, I don't know how many times to testify and to lobby and do all this stuff until we finally won that. Dude, but thank it was, you. It was uh, you. an incredibly interesting uh, experience seeing how the uh, middle tier of the distribution chain was able to, to slow things down for so long. So and when I say so long, it goes all the way back to the 60s. But Ooh. realistically, Florida didn't get craft beer until we changed the bottle law in 2002. And look what's happening now. Yep. Yeah, taking the power back. So we say, uh, you said piece of the pie. So let's talk about this. Infinite, pie, pie on Broadway, Infinite Ale Works. We knew this was coming. <laughs> so um, yeah, let's talk about this. What is, what is, is there that, there's gotta be a connection. Lunch. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so do we always want to be Infinite Ale Works? Was it based on Pi or um, PI guys? So <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, we. I mean, I started over Pi. I guess that that was our like I said our first business we we opened, and then as it kind of took on a life of its own, I was kind of bringing it down. Um, you know, by you have so many chiefs in, in the house, you know what I mean. So there's only so many different different uh, creative ideas you can have and it was working well without me so I say you know what let me do something else so then I kind of came over here and, and 
started this up with a, some of the same same people. So, well, that makes sense then. Yeah, because yeah, I love the idea of pie, and I didn't think about it. Pie on Broadway. You're saying it, and I remember looking at the glass, going, "Well, look at that." I was like, <laughs> and then you look on the other side. It's like, oh, infinite. Getting it, getting right. it. This one yeah. here, he's a smart one. There's another nice tie-in, and not just here, but in in the industry in general now, people love to do events at breweries. Yes, uh, yes. They can uh, bring in their own food if you don't do that. If you have the right. ability to supply that, that's another revenue stream. And this whole back room that you saw over here is a rental facility. And if people want food, we have the ability to provide it. Nice. And also, guys, on Mondays, I know you guys do ping pong here. So uh, yes. anybody yep. in Ocala, if you're a ping pong champion and you didn't know where to go, uh, dust off that uh, paddle. They're called paddles, right? Yep. That's what yep. they play. That's it. I've... I'm so bad at ping pong. That's it. You just, I'll, I'll knock it and it's done. I remember being a kid, I would bend the balls. Like you would like put a dent in it. And I'm like, I'm not allowed to touch these anymore. <laughs> I feel like I'm grounded. But yeah, I, I, you had a huge facility. Like, like looking, we're on the tap room right now. We're, we're at the bar. But to the left of me, I see this awesome room. Like that is, can we do bottle shares in here? Like what do you, what do you guys do here? Uh, since we're on air, I don't know the legalities of that. I've, I've, I've heard it's technically not legal. But oh, really? I, yeah, but we do them. So. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. So, you, no, so okay, you can. Yeah. Yes. Do you not yeah. see the yeah, bottles? Yeah, because I saw you had a, yeah, you have a, you have a boneyard over there. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, so I see there are bottles here. And I think, yeah, honestly, uh, I love that what we do, and we, we are very passionate about our bottle shares, is I just got this question asked me yesterday, and I thought this was actually very endearing and very sweet. And uh, a friend of mine's like, yeah, I would like to do these, but I, I feel like I don't have rare beers to share with you. I'm like, what the shit does that mean? Like, I, we're not here for whales. We're not here for, for rare. If there is a bottle that you enjoy and I've had it before, then yeah, I'm okay with that. I want to try it. Or, you know, if there's a bottle that maybe I haven't tried it. So a lot of people I feel, I think more bottle shares should be welcoming and, and I, I like bring what you feel. I honestly, when we have beer, we're just like, you know what? Let's do this today. Let's do this today. Right. I go in the fridge, which my wife is just like, baby, when can we put pork chops and, and vegetables <laughs> and salad mixes in there? I'm like, what are those? Beer. And uh, so, yeah, it's always nice to have like just any beer that you're liking you're gonna talk better about. If there's a beer that I'm sleeping out for six hours at 3 a.m. so I could get, and then, no, you know, it's not about that passion. I feel it's just like you're just camping out too. Teaching people about beer too. I love teaching people about beer. I think. Yeah, yeah. Closer. Come closer to the mic. Yeah. So what Travis is saying is like, yeah, more more people uh, just like learning, and and, and I, I feel more people should be attending these bottle shares and not be nervous about them, thinking right. if I'm bringing a shitty beer, no no beer is shitty. Someone right. out of ten people, someone's gonna drink it. Someone and someone's gonna thank you for it. And I think it's. And I, I don't know. I, I think it's awesome. We just recently did an event in Gainesville at Black Adder. Um, but before I get into that, Love specifically, that uh, Hogtown, Ale, Hogtown Ale Works was the brew shop up there. And they do bottle shares at least once a month where yeah. people bring their stuff in. And it's very educational. But the event we did at Black Adder was a brewery share. And we had five different saisons from five different local breweries. And about 40 people from the homebrew clubs, both in Gainesville and Ocala, 
that uh, got to sit there and taste these five different beers and listen to the brewers talk about them and how they made them and Love so it. forth. And that that event was extremely well received. So we're going to be doing another one in the fall Good. somewhere. Eventually, it'll come down here. But they don't. Hi, how are you? They don't seem to understand that uh, we're part of the Gainesville market too. <laughs> you are. I, I would say, really, you are. That's your closest. Really, yeah. hands down, is your closest so, Gainesville. Um, We'll be doing an IPA session like that in the fall. Nice. I like hearing that. Uh, Travis, welcome to the mic. Thanks Talk. for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Travis has been pouring our beers and uh, giving good insight, though. You really are. So uh, I kind of want to welcome you to the mic. How long have you been with us? How long have you been with, well, how long have you been with them? Infinity All Works. Uh, actually, I just passed a year mark here. Yeah? Infinity All Works, yeah. And what were you doing before that? I actually, uh, I won't get into details, but <laughs> <laughs> helped start a business down south that was related to beer. Didn't okay. work out so well, so I moved back up here, and I've known these guys forever, so. Um, You're I mean, lucky to have them. Yeah. yeah. I've been in the yeah. industry for like, uh, I don't know, a long time now. Started in the distribution side. I started as a, uh, a fan of beer first, and started with some distribution as a, a high-end brand manager for a, a local distributor. Okay. Uh, and just been deep in beer ever since, so. It's been fun, man. Balls and like, deep. Yeah, balls, balls deep. deep. Always balls deep. Are you, are you in the in the tanks, balls deep? You're just like, always. you know, always, Well, right? that's, I mean, I mean, I'm on a The in the tank part was right. Yeah. <laughs> Being tanked. Is and so what are you drinking over there? What is that? I'm drinking the ALS. The ALS. You're, oh, you're, so, okay. You're my boy, Lou. So we got some, yeah. we got, actually, they reached out to us. Um, there's only a couple of breweries that did it in Florida, surprisingly. And but which one was, who were they? Who were they? Cigar Swamp City, did one. Swamphead, um, us, and I think that's it. There might be one more. I feel like Coppertail. Yeah, oh, Coppertail. Oh, Coppertail? Yeah. And what it is is you get these uh, experimental hops from uh, the ALS group who collaborated with, like, uh, Sierra Nevada and stuff. Right, okay. So these these new hop varietals that they have, and we brewed a couple variations with those hops. But, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Nice. You know my boy, Lou, if you don't get it, the joke. Yeah. ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. I mean, it's kind of good humor, Ryan. I think it is. Yeah. I'm not going to go too soon. You know, yeah, some yeah. people are like, oh, too soon. No, 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 not me. Never. Not me. So what am I about to pick up right here? So uh, it's lighter. watermelon oolong tea goes. Ooh, you're giving me a watermelon goes. Here we go. So. So the oolong tea is really good. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, is this my second watermelon in two weeks? No, no, no. That was Hidden Springs. Okay. So goes has been a pretty popular style of beer. Lately. Oh, man. We have a couple of variations of that too. We have the base. So the name Infinite goes on forever. Tom named that beer. Uh, I think it was Did a good thing. It was, uh, <laughs> we were kicking around some names, and that's always the hardest process here. We were we were actually talking about the watermelon goes name, and we were like, uh, how about we call it watermelon goes wild and have a watermelon man doing a big line of blow but <laughs> maybe that's not a good idea we did idea. pick that yes that's true exactly. okay so where do these thoughts come from is there like a room that just you guys like have to no, write just like this minus right the microphones this is exactly our brainstorm oh, that's awesome right i love that it's like let's drink some beer yeah. and talk about it and yeah. that's kind of what happens. sometimes a bartender will do it sometimes yeah. well um, the the beer that you uh didn't want to bring up yet okay okay uh, the namesake of one of the other participants in the brewery yeah uh, that beer got named sitting here looking at him going you know that'd be a good name for that beer and uh, yeah, he's the namesake for the. Uh, I want to say we might be halfway through, like in this, so maybe he won't be coming in. He's but, there being a. But no, still okay. So let's talk about it because it is seriously the greatest, one of the greatest names of a beer ever. Um, so Taiwan, but it is. T a u a n. But okay, so not even T h a i 
It is T H A I. Yeah, T H A I. Yeah, Thai. And then Wan. So like you're not doing the T W. Yeah. Yeah. So Taiwan on IPA. Yes. It's Taiwan on. Well, the ingredients. The reason it's a Thai IPA is he's got some ingredients from his. You were asking earlier about. Some of his yeah. pilot recipes in federal, and this yeah. is one that we did before. Yeah. Got that name. It's in the tank back here right now, getting dry spiced. But it's basically uh, an IPA with uh, a mixture of American and South Pacific hops, uh, but it has lemongrass, ginger, oh, uh, so bird pepper, and uh, right. lemon and kaffir lime leaves. So if I'm getting an amazing spicy Thai. Dinner. Yeah, it's really good. I'm drinking the shit out of that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Which also for this one, screw you, Silver Springs. I'm sneaking this in. This watermelon <laughs> Super is. Super drinkable. Oh, yeah. And what is the ABV on this? Four point two. Jesus. So I could have this for like a thousand of them. A thousand yeah. of them. Yeah. Right. Let's put me to the test. Well, listen. Let's try if you work it. out, you get a little hydration from the salt. It's all set. You yeah. feel good. You know. There you go. Which I don't work out. I think we could tell. <laughs> I think <laughs> we all work out. We're all <laughs> I work out here every yeah. day. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, this is, yeah, this, there's so much flavor that it's, I love it. I love it. So, any, any beers under your belt at all? You kind of shook no when I asked, but no. Uh, not here, no. Not I mean, here. I've done a couple home brews, but. How'd that go? They went well, actually. Yeah? I mean, I love brewing beer. It's what was your fun. first? The first beer I ever brewed was, uh, it was sugar, <laughs> cardamom. So they have this thing called an ocean roll <laughs> in Oregon. So I went out to Oregon. I don't, yeah, and yeah. I ate this thing called an ocean roll, and it was fantastic. It was car- yeah, cardamom, yep. like My sugar ear. and vanilla, and it was super tasty. And I was like, I want a beer that tastes like that. Mm-hmm. So I came home and brewed a, a big gnarly stout with cardamom, sugar, and vanilla, and it tastes pretty good. I mean, it tasted like the ocean roll. Do you actually go to Oregon a lot, or? Yeah, I go to West. Haystack Rock. Yeah, well, it's yeah. a magical well, we place. Mount Bachelor and Bend. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Love Bend. Yeah, like, shoots, I, man. Dude, the shoots is, that's all you, like, when you're out there, everybody's like, hey, when you go out there, da-da-da, Pelican, I had to drive out to, and I liked it, I liked Pelican Brewing, but man, the shoots, it's best. forget it, it's yeah, the best, hands out. Yeah. yeah, they crush yeah. it out there. Yeah. Well, when you go out to, like, Rogue on Newport, which is super fun. It's fun. That, yeah. It's it. It's like, like old school brewing, man. Yeah. It's like, that's where yeah. it It's a fun building, yeah. but it's like the beers you're going to have. You'll, yeah. you'll have many where you, you can get your But they have that little beer. farm thing you go to, yeah. too, where they source all their own food and, like, grow all their ingredients right there. So you can go to the Rogue Farms, too. Yeah, which is, which cool. is fun. Yeah. So, dude, I love it out there. But uh, since we're, we're – oh, wait, what are, we, what are we looking at now? We're, we're getting more – We're getting bored. close to that. Uh, is there anything you guys see up there that you definitely okay. have? Um, I can't read. Uh, I'm not – oh, no. Uh, looking. So okay, there are. Also. Yeah, let's. They do need to try chaos. Uh, infinite trails. Yeah. Okay, to, infinite trails. Let's do it. Yeah. Trails and the chaos. Okay, let's try one of those. And uh, so, are you usually? Are you ever behind the bar at all? Yeah. Or? So I do. Um, I do a couple shifts. You do a couple shifts. Sing some beers. I like talking about beer and talking to people. So. Good. That's what I was. Gonna, I was going to ask that. So when people regulars come in. Are they learning more about beer here in sure. Alcala? I think right. that's, you know, we were talking about earlier, first and foremost for us, like we're all fans of beer. Yeah. And we all started kind of like going into places like this. So we kind of put that vibe back out. People come in, it's like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's figure out what it is that you want to drink, what you enjoy, mm-hmm. and make this experience consistent and something that you, you know, when you walk away, you're like, if you've never had a craft beer, you're super stoked on it yeah. by the time you leave because we're super stoked on cool. it. And, you know, we like it and, you know, we try to 
push that out to our consumers as well. You know, so. so the regulars that come in, what building was this before that? Because obviously we talk about born and raised Ocala. Usually it is. Is this a historic building? Like it where is. are we at now? So this thing is crazy because it was like it was a little consignment shop before it was this. Okay. Before that it was like really. Like, so all this whole area consignment well, shop. Well, they put like they had a drop ceiling. Yeah. That when they started doing construction on it, like you had to rip out the drop ceiling, which was hiding this beautiful ceiling. By the way, you can't see it obviously, but that's an old. Architecture of like okay, so this wood, yeah, the, the wood yeah. paling and all that is so really the building still... itself is like early 1900s. It was okay. a gas station, and it was like one of the old gas stations where oh, they really? have the uh, the tanks underground, so you don't have to do an environmental. They were all above ground tanks, you know. So it was old. What is it like 19 early 1900s? Yeah, 1920, 1930 yeah. or so. All right, Twin Peaks fans, if you know that episode of Episode Eight, this is that. This would be that garage. Uh, this it. would be that yeah. gas station that everybody went. What the fuck is going on in this episode? Greatest episode in TV history of any TV show ever. Yeah. Episode 8 of The Return of Twin Peaks. The yeah, gas station eight. was awesome. Yeah. Messed everybody up. <laughs> so, um, okay. So this one is? Infinite Trails. It's our Infinite Trails. Belgio-American Pale Ale. Okay. So it's typical American Pale Ale, hops, backbone, but fermented with the Abbey yeast that we use on West Floridian. We have 530 on, so yeah, into the yeah. dark with 530. So, we have a stout that we do with the 530 yeast, too, which is pretty good. It's interesting, this, yeah. This but is what's amazing is it gives it more of a floral, mm -hmm. much less of the citrusy American hop in the nose, has some of the Belgian character, but then in the backbone and the flavor profile, you get the, the impact of the hops like you would Definitely. from an American pale ale. And was this your idea for this pale ale? Yep, we I, did this on the pilot several times, uh -huh. tried different yeasts. We were having issues with the West Floridian, and uh, I tried this yeast to see how it worked, and it became the perfect solution. So, yeah. This is now our yeast propagator. Which is awesome. But uh, I wouldn't give them the 530. No. It's not like, perfected. <laughs> yeah, no. It was because uh, the cacao nibs never actually made it into that <gasps> beer. They no, really? Different beer. Oh. <laughs> Chocolate Saison. Yeah. I would love to try a chocolate Saison. What are you giving me? So that sounds like the greatest thing ever. Another accident. Yeah, the accidents happen, man. That's kind of part of the fun, too. You can't take yourself too seriously. That's the wonderful thing about beer. Shit happens. Shit happens. And it is it is good shit. It is such good shit that I love it. So we have, we're going to go about a dozen of the guest taps. So who are they? If I'm coming in, I'm having some of yours, but who are some of my guests that I'm tasting? Well, for us, we keep permanently on like, um, we are Belgian inspired, so there's a couple of Belgians Good. we keep on, like Duchess, it's a Flemish red, always. Always. It's on, that's right. a mainstay. Uh, Stiegel, which is Austrian, it's always on, because right. every once in a while you get someone that you cannot convince to drink, like beer. Yeah. So you give them a, a Rattler, man, and they're usually pretty stoked. I mean, we have wine. I was just gonna say, you have wine. Yeah. Non-drinkers. Yeah. Some people don't drink wine either. But for someone in your life, why are you in here? Yeah, you don't drink. <laughs> you don't drink. Don't you, know, beer. Don't you know that we're fighting against wine and spirits? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but those are the mainstays. Everything else is pretty rotating through. Um, we also keep a, a framblock because we do a thing. I don't know who invented it. One of the bartenders. I think that was Michael. Way Michael. Back in the day. It's called Sunday morning. Okay. So you get like a three-quarter pour of the uh, Stiegel Radner with like an ounce or two of a, a framblock on top. Okay. Called a Sunday morning. Nice. It's a pretty big it's hit. A, it is. Is it? Yeah. Coffee. And then, Craig, how about with you, uh, the guest taps? Anybody that you could imagine uh, collaborating with or any of your – because I can't say heroes. I mean, you've seriously been doing this for a while. So, But is there anybody you would like to sit by, work with, anybody you would like to collab with? 
Uh, yes. I, I had to do it sort of blind because almost the inspiration for almost all of my core beers early on were things like Two Hearted Ale mm-hmm. or um, so I don't know, a whole bunch of things. I won a um, World Beer Cup Gold at Swamphead with my clone of Alaskan Smoke Porter. Okay. So, but I have done collaborations too. I did some with Wayne down at uh, Cigar City. We've done, we did a collaboration at Swamphead with uh, Terrapin. Uh, and that's something that I really do want to uh, explore a whole lot more. Terrapin. Is getting into that. Um, not Terrapin, more but just the, the, the notion of getting out and doing more collaborations. I also want to encourage that uh, with the breweries in Gainesville, try and well, get a yeah, few more definitely. things like that going on. So um, I've been talking to the guys at Cypress and Grove who are just getting going right now. Um, but they happen to, at least one of their guys, Pat, has a love of Saison's as I do. So, you know, we may look at some of those kinds of things. Man, uh, some people making gozas. I mean, when we say goes, like I thought Greg Rapp over there uh, at Rapp Brewing, I mean, he's, his goes is just boom, mind-blowing. I like seeing people like Hidden Springs that are doing, like, help, like helping that with goes out there. And Saison's. Uh, hands down some of my favorite farmhouse ales like i'm i'm that's all i'm really drinking and i think it's coming into this the summertime that helps that really helps because in florida it's summertime summertime all the time so i guess by april i was like whoo yeah okay well we're starting to get the heat and you know well as you can see right now we have quite a few of those 20 something beers up there are under five percent and, and that's by design that. that is my, that is your design yeah, really for sure. yeah. okay thank you um, good well, it's, yeah, it's we have yeah. a course so the, yeah. we're always going to have like West Floridian on, you know, that's 10% sure. alcohol beer. So it's like, that's always on, but yeah, everything else brewing is more complimentary to the season for sure. If yeah, you looked at that. the five core beers from Swamphead, there was only one that was over five and a half percent. And you've always had that in mind, huh? Like Absolutely. More, more beer, flavorful, a lot more to drink and enjoy your day. We were talking earlier about the pop- popularity of what you're doing right now. And mm-hmm. um, a core of that is that there is a, a certain percentage, five, ten percent of the population, or whatever, that are beer geeks, and mm-hmm. they'll try anything. It's what keeps the industry going because they're the people who walk in a store and say, "I have never tried that." Yeah. Instead of, "I want another six pack of, of Bud Light." Exactly. You know, and and that's really critical is to keep these people, you know, going with all this new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we started Swamphead, that community was homebrewers, and we used those as our evangelists. We we invited them in we did events with them we went out to their uh, uh, beer competitions and gave them kegs and we turned those into the people that you again know, it's all about education Bob got, got things going now it's expanded way yes. beyond that and yeah we've got a whole new audience of people but education is, is is really critical in terms of that and that's one of the roles that you're providing right now thank you yeah. and i, I want to and honestly it, it goes back to what, where i think you guys were first starting to open tommy i think you said this and i apologize for paraphrasing this but you said once someone tries these beers how often do you go back to go pick up a, a like a anything that you could get at a 7-eleven let's just say or something like that you know once these craft beers you try these people don't make a u-turn they i mean i mean they don't they they Very stay on that path ever, for yeah sure. For yeah. sure, and you, I think that's... You talk about 7-Eleven, and, and I've seen this <laughs> transformation in, in these markets. Um, 
basically, like most of Florida and everywhere else, there's the Miller Coors distributor mm -hmm. and the AB InBev distributor. And for a long time, the AB InBev people were not real happy about craft beer. And you walked into a 7-Eleven and you didn't see this stuff. Our craft beer distributors here now, Triangle here and Burkhardt up in uh, Gainesville, uh, now have a bunch of craft beers. And you can walk into 7-Elevens and find single yeah, cans right. of craft beer on the door. And you, you know what? By where Brendan and I live, there's a 7-Eleven bias that you could probably get the freshest highlight. I don't get it, but you could get highlight that's been on the bottom. Don't forget, guys, you can check your, your when it was canned. The uh, yeah, the date is on the bottom. And it's usually two within two weeks. Usually within two weeks, you could get, like, I'm like, how did they awesome. get it? It's 7-Eleven. Out of all the places, it's 7-Eleven. So, uh, because those guys are beer stores. Right? Yeah. I mean, really, they really were. Like, now, I mean, uh, gas if you, stations. If you see those tr big trucks shifting cases through there. That's what it is. You know, 12 packs and 24 packs, and they, yeah. they move a lot of product. All right, Tom. You dropped it down. Yep. Is this, this is it? Sam Betty's Chaos OJ, is that what you call so it? Chaos OJ. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a Chaos OJ. I mean, he's Chaos, yeah. Sepultura, you know, Chaos AD. Yes, That's, yes. I was like, we, we should have drawn the, you know, the S for Sepultura, the, the bone S. Oh, yeah, I guess you should have. And yeah. let's talk about some music, because obviously this would not be a what ails you without music. But uh, let's go ahead and cheers this, because... Yeah, cheers. Is that what you're drinking? Yeah. yeah. I'm drinking watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Kyle. Kyle's back there just like... You're like the... Uh, from Cheers, who would you be? I think you're uh, Phil. That you're there. You're always there, but it's like you're just. It's, it's, you always have the Norm and uh, and Cliff, but you're like Phil. You're like I. I will have something to say in every episode, and I love it. Occasionally, you should come with <laughs> us every episode. Well, we're gonna have Kyle in every episode. So, all right, here I go. This is. And who did name this beer? Sam. Sam's beer. And actually, oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Actually, some yeah, of the hops, shit. some of those uh, mm. experimental hops are in this beer as well. They made it in there. So which hops are, what is in here? Are we allowed to give out the secret? Sam, I don't know if we know. I'll email you later. I'm brewing this, and here it is. You'd have to talk to Sam. I've seen him running back there throwing hops in, you know, occasionally yeah, yeah. and doing stuff. And, um, We're all late edition and dry hop, though, you know. Just, yeah. Tom was talking about the fact that I'm a traditionalist and a purist. Um, I was never on board with the West Coast IPA craze. Mm -mm, right. um, I like balance. And um, the first few of this style of beers that I'd had uh, did nothing for me. Okay. They were like orange juice. I had a few that I had to strain the hops out through my teeth. Uh, <laughs> I always do that too. I go like, okay, hold on. I got the, I got the, I got the orange in there. And... Uh, but this beer is balanced. It's it has so balanced. nice hop expression. It's got the the wheat and the the color and lack of clarity that you'd expect. Oh, the smell. I love it. Oh, you know, and the, everybody oh, here was like, I mean, he was spoofing me this morning because this beer has literally exploded out of here. Yeah. And you know, faster than anything I ever brewed. So Those I was damn like, kids. Get off my lawn. Well, when I say when it comes to balance, though, like our IPA, it's really a cop accomplished that as well like we didn't focus too heavily on like you said he's not a west coast ipa guy so apron has a nice malt and hop character without being overwhelming one way or the other and that's yeah, what i love yeah. the most about that beer it's yeah it's super well balanced for an ipa it's a belgian ipa but it's no it's delicious. Well, <laughs> we call it a belgian ipa <laughs> it's not sorry it's american ale yeast come on okay, so it's so, an ipa that we do super well balanced so craig what is what is some music that gets us brewing what was some what are some bands that you listen to when you're oh brewing oh my god I have this iPod music list I call 
brew party. Oh, what another brew party. And it was, we (laughs) used it in the tasting room at Swamp Head for the first couple of years and whatnot. But what it actually was, I'm an old, you know, uh, classic rock fan Mm -hmm. myself, but I I get off in some other areas. My wife likes country, not so much. But... uh, Plus, we forced them to listen to a bunch of music. But mm-hmm. we did a lot of home brewing in my driveway, and it okay, turned yeah. into a party. And I people love would bring that. beers, yeah. and I'd get five or six people coming over there. I had a speaker system hooked up to the iPod, and they'd bring their CDs. Oh, that's awesome. And I just started digitizing CDs. And so these guys will go nuts every once in a while if I'm playing from that list, because I've got the craziest stuff that's on there. I was up in Asheville once for uh, a weekend, and we had nothing to do early in the morning, so I got on iTunes and I looked up. Um, any beer, any song that had beer in it. And I think I downloaded 30 songs. Okay, okay, awesome. And and so they're in the playlist, you know. Uh, So it's it's eclectic, but... I love it. You know, the the, the cool thing, when we first opened Swamphead, the audience was very diverse. We had, you know, kids, or professors from college, the kids, you know, aren't 21. It's the kids, it's the kids area. we had old folks. We had, you know, all this diversity of people. So what do you play for them? Right. You know. And how about here? What, what do we hear while we're in the tap room overhead? What do we hear? It depends on who's bartending, really. That's kind of That's like, right, right? It's like player's okay. choice. But we also do live bar. music here, too. So yeah, nice. Music. Good, good. Yes, you do. We're yes, all huge do. music buffs. I love hearing that. The, all right, we, Kyle. Yeah. You. What do you play? Jazz. What are you, what are you playing while, when I What's come in here and have a beer? What are they playing Croatia, man? Oh, well... When I'm here, pretty much, I put on, like, anti-ballast radio and just go with that. Okay. So I'm, like, Afro beats. It all depends on what, like, state of mind I'm in when I show up. Yeah. And Juan, I can see them going. Juan works back there a lot, and he loves jazz and especially saxophones. Yes. And, and so we have a lot <laughs> of sax Love around here. Put sure. the saxophone, the yeah, anything that has horns in it yeah. is yeah. Juan's yeah. favorite yeah. music. Horns are good. Yeah. Horns are good. That is awesome. Tom, how about you? Um, everything from... I'm, I'm a fan of music, so yeah. I started out when I was a kid listening to like the old Metallica and Megadeth, but I'm into everything from that to Apple Butter Express, so I think everything has a time time and place. If you guys know about Apple Butter Express, they're awesome. They're from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's ukulele. Husband and wife, they kill it. Yep. They do. Huh? Apple Butter Express. That's awesome. <laughs> and then how about you, Travis? What are you, what are you listening to? Yeah, it's pretty eclectic, wide-ranging. I mean... Some new stuff, like a lot of Anderson Pack lately, which is good. I really enjoyed those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, he killed it. That guy's good. Um, <laughs> Brendan with his, yeah. yeah. Louder next time, man. We want to hear you. You know, hip-hop. <laughs> what's, what's good on hip-hop right now? I'm a, I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan. So I listen me too, to Wu-Tang, me too. But, you know, We're they're, going they're to have like... a Wu-Tang-inspired beer. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Brendan just found that out. So oh, on the way home, he's like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah, but, don't, uh, don't blow up, don't yeah, blow up yeah. the spot. 36 Chambers is probably... In my, it is oh, in my top five albums of all time. Sure. Uh, yeah, easy. 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 Anybody, which is weird because if, uh, Fear of a Black Planet is my favorite probably hip-hop album of all time. Which sure, Tribe Quest, yeah. It's like, yeah, and then you have Midnight Marauders. Yeah. I have Midnight Marauders socks. People at work are like, Quinn, you're the guy that has the Tribe Called Quest socks. I'm like, yeah. yes, I am. And it's just like, yeah, like, what? Well, we listen so. to, yeah, when you walk into here, like Sam, obviously KSAD, so you're going to hear, yeah. not necessarily you a Sepultura, Sepultura, but you're going to hear some like, Post-hardcore stuff. <laughs> Why not? Sepultura. Sure, yeah. <laughs> for sure. It goes with this. But uh, yeah, I think my favorite beer song is one that I downloaded that morning called Rockin' the Beer Guy. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I've been singing that <laughs> song in my face. head yeah. since you started talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's about this girl that comes into a bar and she's big and has a, you know, 
t-shirt on. Wait, she has the beer gut? She has the beer gut. She's singing about the beer gut? No. Good for her. You know, I like her already. Blue jeans are just a little too tight for her butt. If I'm getting getting the beer gut, please, I want to see that. And and some guy asks, you know, asks the buyer a beer and she's, no, you got to dance first. (laughs) Then you can buy me a beer. But I think it's so funny because, I mean, when we think of uh, female and brewing, it always comes down to the beer babes. You're just like, which for me, I like seeing the craft beer girls. Like, I like to see how it's opening up now to where glasses, tattoos, and like, come on. Nobody's being isolated. There's no, like... There's no sexism really in brewing. It's like yeah. if you're really into beer and... Just put yourself out there. Put, you're there, man. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. all it takes. Yeah. It's a little bit of, you know, passion. Last year was great for Hogtown Brewers. We won a Brew Club of the Year called the Radagast Award, which is mostly about how much money you donate. And we give away $30,000, $40,000 a year up there. You um, guys, yeah? But um, oh, the also we had a member guys. that yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, won Queen of Beers last year. So Nice. Good, good, good. Because I, I love that you guys at the ALS uh, charity is huge when it comes to beer and True. a lot a lot of breweries would love hearing that you guys do more with that and I, I appreciate that because really everybody the more history that we do with breweries every city every town has a brewery in it really and when Brendan was really kind of doing a lot of his research on that and learning about that it was just like that's awesome and Ocala has one and you guys are it and I can't <laughs> I'm excited to see. Ocala, it's going to happen. There's going to be another brewery. Uh, I can't say soon, but you guys are going to be opening up doors because we're, you said technically you really are like Gainesville. You are. Like you're the close. that is the closest. But I honestly feel that this is happening. Florida is insane. Blowing up, man. Blowing up. Everybody makes a joke that, all right, you guys are done in uh, 2018. Like where's next? And it's like, sure, we, we can't be, honestly. We can't. With the list of brewers we have, we're way into the next year. Way into the next year. And what are we in now? July. So there's chaos. OJ right here. Sam. Sam. Sam just walked in. He's the only one not wearing black. I love it. He's and like, he did the. He's, a, he's had the heavy metal beard. He's the only one not wearing Sepultura. black. Sam, get over here. Get over here. You have to say hi. You and your your beautiful baby blue plaid white white button down coming into this. I'm stuck. Um, I'm stuck in an office all day Monday through Friday. So dress so, a little differently. So chaos. The S in chaos is Sepultura. Uh, some bands. Bit, what do you what do you like to brew with? What bands do you like to brew with? Oh man, um, just threw you right in there. <laughs> yes, please have a seat. As we're not even rounding third, we're coming into home plate. Um, You're ending this basically. I have been a metalhead and a punk kid, hardcore kid my entire punk life. Punk kid. Man. Well, how old are you? How old are you? I'm 38. 38. Is everybody fucking 38 here, man? Craig, I'm with you. You and I, we're gonna hang out. Like we're the we're the. You we're don't the know how old here. I am. I'm closer to you than that. Oh, okay, but uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you look not a day over 46. I'm 69. 69. And Kyle smiles. He's like, yeah, 69. <laughs> He's like, so. Of course, Kyle's the youngster. Yes. Kyle, Kyle's yeah, the baby around here. Yeah, it's uh, one. Everybody's coming in now. It's like, hey, so uh, we got about five more minutes. Not at all. One. There's only one. Um, hey Juan, do you mind pour? Wait, is it still on? Is the Taiwan still on? Uh, no. It's no. It's All right. Uh, hey, you and me, we're we're making that beard again because I want to try it. So, so Sam, some punk bands. What are some of the bands that you listen to? Um, you know, I'm I'm more hardcore end Fugazi, Minor Threat, uh, Old Op Ivy, stuff like Love that. This man. guy, those are my favorite. Those would be um, my tattoos if I could put them on somewhere. <laughs> Some good old DRI, you, know, yeah. I mean, you name it, I, I listen to it all. But 
Yes, I, I was trying to come up with the right name for that beer, Turbidity. I came up okay. with Chaos, turbid, right? and I'm thinking Chaos AD. As soon as I, as soon as I was thinking Chaos, it just popped. I think it's funny because uh, 1010 Brewing down in Orlando, they do they have an endurance ale set, which is your sessions, and it's all Fugazi related, and I love it nice. because you know Ian would never drink one ounce of alcohol <laughs> of it. No. And they have the waiting room repeater. It's fucking rad, yeah. and I I think it's so fun. I think punk rock and beer, and then talking about Gainesville, there's a huge hardcore yep. punk rock scene out there. So it's just fun to hear that music does play. Again, everybody loves that, and I, I give the love to everybody that says more music. Like you guys talk about music, and I think that's right. great. So yeah, my friend Ashley, she's always, she's like, that's what really got me into your podcast. I think it was like, you guys bring the beer and the music into it. And I was like, dude, that's fucking rad. We love doing they that. They go well together. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Absolutely. we wanted, yeah. So we we love when you come into a tap room, what music is playing, and I think it's awesome. So what was the idea of this? We said Chaos OJ. So. Um, I wanted to recreate my own version of. You know, the wheat IPA, the hazy turbidity, mm-hmm. um, the New England, as it's being dubbed now. But um, yeah. it's, it's in such high demand. And for my first original recipe here, I wanted to do something that was completely different than anything else anybody had done in-house. Okay. So I just uh, put my research in on best techniques and threw together a recipe using some of the hops that we use already in some of our other beers. Do you mind me asking what hops are in here? Uh, Mosaic and the Ales for ALS Hop Blend. Okay. I okay, really so like the nose yes. and the tropical fruit that was being thrown off of that hop blend. So okay. I worked that right in there. And I thought it would be perfect for the dry hopping. There's um, a little over three pounds of hops dry hopped into that beer, and it was a 30-gallon batch. So this is awesome. It is definitely hop heavy. And you got Craig drinking it. How's yeah. that feel? Yeah. Well, <laughs> when Craig said... That uh, he respected it, and he's not a fan of the style. I, I took that straight to heart. That yeah. Was I was you're like, on, you're right. on Facebook. You're like, holy shit. I respected it. I said I loved it. I don't think you said you loved it. I liked it a lot. But still, like, <laughs> it's like, holy shit, that's awesome. I mean, look at this traditional paraphrase. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I understand that. You know, I understand why it's the, the purists aren't too big on this type of a style, but it's. It's something that is really tasty, and being in Florida, such a hot state, and that's one of the things that, with all the Belgian beers that we do here, getting into the Goza and the Berliner and some of these lighter, more sessionable ales, it's it's perfect, especially yeah. summertime down here. It's just brutal. It's brutal. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. These, these to our easier South Dakota drinkers. <laughs> we have people from South Dakota listening to this, so it's like beer, man. It, it, we're dying here. <laughs> Drink these beers no with us. Come out here for a summer, and you'll. It's a big you'll, beer state. They don't have anything to do except to work on work on oil and drink beer. Yeah, <laughs> and they listen. It's weird. It's like, hi guys, thank you for buying shirts. Absolutely. So, um, so any other beers that you're thinking of now? Is this something that we're going to open a door to? Can Sam make more um, of these? I, I think that uh, the door is open with the way this one has gone in the four days it's been on. I think that opened the door right up. And we, Tom, Tom and I talked a little earlier about um, maybe doing some variations, playing with some other hops. You know, that might not have been my first choice in hops. Okay, Mosaic, no? Um, I love Mosaic. I do, Don't get I me do. wrong. Yeah. I, I absolutely love Mosaic. So what would you like to play with next? I don't know. There's so many of these new experimental varieties it, out there, puns. man. It's, it's yeah. mind-blowing. I love so it. I, I just want to get into playing with some of those and seeing what we can do with it. And maybe do a double version at some point. Where do we get most of our uh, hops from? Where, where, where are they coming from? Um, we've got different suppliers to get them from, BSG and... Mm-hmm. And um, 
country mall. Mostly domestic. Domestic, yeah. Uh, mostly yeah. Uh, yeah. Oregon and Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Although we just brought in some uh, South Pacific hops, Calypso, and a couple others to do some tropical work. So, uh, but we get what we need. Yeah. And you guys do it really well. Um, these have been amazing, hands down. And uh, it's okay. So this is work in progress. This beer's not done yet. So okay. Any better. name to it, or is there? This is the Thai one off. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Juan, get back here, man. He's like, he felt so bad. He was like, no, I don't have a beer. Goodbye. So like, they, they make fun of the name. We're out of here. So, so. A lot of these beers that get treatments, um, it's a question of balancing and uh, figuring out when they're done. Getting yeah. the right so I use a technique on, on a number of beers I call dry spicing. But I put part of the ingredients in, in the boil and get some of the base and then come back in the secondary and add other ingredients and, and until they're right. In this case, I just told Juan to go back and put more peppers in it because it's not hot enough yet. So It is, uh, and you know what's great? Is it's warm. It's been, I, I, I think it's opened. And man, what do we say? Like a Thai, like having a Thai dinner? Yes. Yeah, this is, dude, how do you feel about this? I haven't had it yet. <laughs> Juan, what is this? Come on. Here, would you like a sip of your own beer right now? So the namesake. Why are we why are we not a why are we not a video podcast? Because right. <laughs> <laughs> like, there he is. So uh, how do you feel about your own beer right now? It's it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. That is actually the smell is it is crazy. Oh wait, you're sipping it too? Okay. I'm about to hand over to Brennan. You're extra silent. How you doing over there? Perfect. Okay, perfect. still silent. So oh, perfect. So that beer's not not finished, but you guys right. are brewers, so you can appreciate the uh, the flavor in that at this stage. And you know, I also want to mention to you guys. I heard you guys have brewed a couple of batches with some other breweries in the past, or are, are lining that up. Yes, we'd love to do yes. something with you guys if you ever want to yeah. uh, stop Dude. by. Dude, um, yes, yes, yes. We'll talk. We'll definitely talk because yeah, we have been very. Uh, again, we're not just gonna put our name on it. Uh, anytime you've listened to a, uh, like if you've listened to an episode, yep. we want to come in and we want to learn and we want to be able to be part of it, like picking the hops with you and, and definitely just learning everything about it. And it would be an honor, an honor to work with Craig. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. So uh, any anything. So what's the future of Infinite looking like? Is there anything we could talk about as we round third? Um, you know, we're we're just trying to expand our distribution market right now, and, and you know. Hopefully, get into some canning and, and some packaging. Is that is that in, in the thought right now? To for sure. I mean, that's yeah. what everybody talks about, right? Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, so where are we at now? Where can where can we pick up your beers right now? If I'm if we're distributing right now, where where are we at? Right. So uh, Orlando. Yep. We're we're actually in uh, 28 different counties. So the the six counties around around Orlando. We're in the counties uh, here, Marion County. Tampa. Alachua. Yeah. Not not quite down not to Tampa. Yet, right. We're, we gotta talk to Hillsborough. Up towards Tallahassee. Okay. And then we're, we're looking at a few other markets, which we don't want to talk about just yet. You got it. You got it. Um, and then anything else coming up in the future? Because look at these guys. Like, this, is, this has been awesome. I love that. <laughs> this has been so much fun. The, the first challenge, the biggest challenge, was to create a production brew from something that was not completely well thought out because of bootstrapping. And... Um, so in some ways, I've told people I'm rebuilding the original Swamp Head again. When we started that brewery, it had the capacity to do maybe 1,500 barrels a year. 
by the time we left that brewery, it was doing 5,500 a year. And uh, that meant adding tanks, adding more hot and cold water, and different things that you needed to be able to increase the production. And that's what we're doing right now. Good. Okay. We're, we're building up the infrastructure so that we can expand and move into packaging and, and all of that. I guarantee in a year, uh, this name is everywhere. Yeah, you guys have amazing beer. Uh, what Thanks. I love hearing too is, um, and thank you to Austin of Hidden Springs for reaching out, but the amount of phone calls that you, you get after an episode and, and people reaching out, coming in. Uh, I, I can't wait to hear what happens after this episode for more people going, holy shit, I, I had no idea. I want to go to Ocala. It's not a far drive. It is not a far drive at all. This was really easy for us to get here. Right. Um, I'm going to embarrass myself, but a early 1994 Chumbawamba album got us here. <laughs> Anarchy. So, yeah, as punk goes. Uh, so we were listening to a Chumbawamba album from 1994. You people think Tub Thumper was our first song. You're crazy. <laughs> they were you fucking great. Fools. You fools. But, uh, um, but uh, yeah, which is actually a beer song. Who knew? They talk about ciders. And... Uh, some other beers. But uh, yeah, it, it's not far at all. Guys, please come out to Infinite and uh, check out what they're doing because you guys have flavor beyond belief. So uh, Craig, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Kyle, thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> 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 you need to see that beard in the glasses. Like Everybody's going to be like, I know that guy. That's exactly what he sounds like. Tom, thank you. Well, it was a pleasure having you guys. Dude, it was awesome. So Travis, thank you. Okay. <laughs> and Sam, Sam, coming in, coming in at the uh, the hour mark. But uh, thank you for coming in. You're very welcome. Thank you. I had good timing. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, Juan, this is for you. I'm gonna take another sip because he's going uh, already. He has a really big mouth. I'm surprised he didn't talk mm-hmm. at all today. He saw the microphones yep. and tucked his tail and ran. But he always talk so much. Always <laughs> happens. Always happens. The one that always wants to talk. Like when, when we get here, we're like, oh, so that was the quiet one. No. no. It's no. like okay. So, guys, we love you. Thank you so much. And uh, all right, Brendan, let's do the outro. All right. All right, Quain. Uh, great interview, man. I was quiet. I'm sorry, but no. I was there, I swear. Yeah, he was there. Uh, everybody else spoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was honestly really funny. That like, was a good shocker, yeah. man. That was really cool that everybody was there for it. Yeah. Uh, how many were that? Was that six? Yeah, we had six on mic. Six on mic plus me. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's incredible. That's Almost that's our the record. Whole family. The only yeah. one we missed was Adam at the end. There. Yeah, right. Adam yeah. was mentioned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I got to try his coffee IPA. Yeah, but he snuck in after. Yeah. So that was good. That to was meet great. Him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's start there. Uh, thanks to the crew at Infinite Aleworks. Definitely, man. Thanks for hosting us, dude. We had so much fun. Too much fun. Like these guys, they're just. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. They, um, they, they really love what they do. I'm not going to lie. I'm loving the trend that uh, Hidden Springs started, <laughs> which is when we show up, like the whole gang is there. Yeah. Yeah. And, this is this And is we crazy. just party with the whole employee staff at these breweries. It's super fun. What's awesome is that it makes us feel like family. Yeah. And it's. I'm not saying that's going to help us push the episode more or less or anything like that. It's just going to help us appreciate going back and being like, hey, I know them, I know them, I know yeah, them. Yeah. I'm not going to feel embarrassed when I only do like a one-on-one or like a two where it's like, oh, I don't know them. No, like, right. do I say what else? Yeah. yeah. I also you know. think for our listeners to hear six different people on mic mm-hmm. means that there's a really good chance that when you go to this brewery, you're, you're going to meet one of yeah. these six people. Yeah. I guarantee it. They're behind the bar. They all yeah. take shifts. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was really cool. So yeah. like them being able to yeah. say... They're they're really all jack of all trades. Yeah. Like, except for Craig, like he yeah. really is 
that he's at the helm and yeah. uh tom tom man i gotta tell you keep doing what you're doing because these are real passionate yeah. crew yeah. extremely passionate what you've crew. started is, is very clearly moving in such a positive direction yeah, yeah. And you've got the right people there yeah. uh, so you, you you mentioned craig and for me, listening in, I was like, holy shit, this is another godfather of Florida beer, yeah, it seems like. Yeah, we have like. another Ron Rake on our hands, yeah. and I'm not comparing him to Ron Rake. I mean, what if we did Infinite in February and, you know, Playa Linda now? But it's it comes down to, you're right, the godfather. Like, this yeah. is these are people, yeah. these are guys that have been doing it. You heard how long they're doing it for. Mm-hmm. And they've taught a lot of people to make exactly. beer. Exactly. But what was really significant for Craig's story is we have... You know him and his work to thank for mm-hmm. uh, changing laws in Florida to I make love craft that. beer more accessible and more open to the public. Hey guys, I do go in with notes. I do. I go in with notes, and that was huge on there. Yeah. And they yeah. they basically in within twenty minutes took my notes and went, all right. So we got that. We got that. Oh, calendar yeah. this and that, and yeah. then the legislature and then and okay, and then the building, and then we're done. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, okay, well, uh, let's just shoot the shit, and that's. Guys, you are getting that ultimate, let's have a beer and have a conversation. And, God, we tried, what, eight? How are you doing? Oh, man. Twelve? I would say at least that, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, Yeah. because there was a bunch we shared after the interview. So, Uh, I think I got to have eight, and I promise you guys, if you're driving a 50-hour, hour and a half, really, just to do that, or if you're on your way to Gainesville, or I'm telling you, or if you're driving down from Gainesville down to Tampa or Orlando... Please stop by. They yeah. do growlers, 64 ounces, and you can't go wrong. I think, uh, again, you know, we mentioned on the intro that the thing we think about with Ocala is the forest mm-hmm. and the springs that are there. Yeah. And yeah. make a stop. I think downtown Actually, Ocala yeah. is yeah. worth a stop. Yeah, when you're they, going there, they have show a downtown. few beers before you go to the springs, right. before you go camping, whatever it is. Yeah, that's true. And guys, Silver Silver Springs, uh, if they, what, what they don't know, don't hurt them. So, yeah, try to bring beer there. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're low ABV. Yeah. They're low ABV. So, I want to mention just a brief little thing about Ocala National Forest, specifically Silver Springs. Uh, this monkey history is fascinating to me. Okay, what the fuck was that? Yeah. So, I did not get this. Yeah, well, there are monkeys So you knew there. this? Yeah. Okay, yeah. you did. Yeah, I knew about the monkeys, and rumor has it, uh, I guess there's two potential rumors, but in the 50s, this is the most substantiated uh, origin story of these monkeys, okay. is they were filming Tarzan. In Florida. Oh, God. And they brought monkeys. And these monkeys supposedly were non-swimming monkeys. So they introduced them to an island. And the monkeys were supposed to stay on that island for the filming of Tarzan. Yeah. And as monkeys do, uh, they uh, did not stay where they were supposed to be. Humped a lot. Had yeah. had multiple yeah. uh, other monkeys. And so now and... there's monkeys in Florida. And they're not native, but they've adapted and they live. And apparently it's it's been cool for the last 70 years. Now, rumor has it they were there before Tarzan. Uh, they were there in the 30s somehow introduced, but I, no, guess, I, I, guess, I guess we may never know where these monkeys came I'll from. I'll stick with Tarzan. Tarzan like is, a, is a much like better yeah, yeah. A Hollywood story, of yeah. course. So can the monkeys come into the, the, the tap room, sit down, have a beer? Like, well, I, hey, I don't know. They here. made it kind of sound like the monkeys might, you know, might be. What if it was the monkeys, the TV show in the band? I would lose my mind that, when it's a Davy so, Jones. Yeah, that's actually what I'm referring okay. to. Oh, okay. So they were in the yeah, movie Tarzan. They introduced it was the, monkeys. the monkeys meet Tarzan. Yeah. Like, okay, like Abbott yeah. and Costello. And then those monkeys, <laughs> those rap scallions, they got off the island. Neil Diamond wrote all their songs for him. No, yeah. they didn't. No, he didn't. But anyways, um, that's a fun fact. It uh, is. I, I had no idea. That went over yeah. my head. You guys were mm-hmm. all talking about mm-hmm. monkeys, and mm-hmm. I was like, you're like, what the hell are they Wait, talking about? Yeah. Because I haven't been to the Springs. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. I got to start wearing shorts. Yeah. That's That's not me. Let's, yeah. let's get that going. It is hot. 
Especially Dude, in my car now. Uh, that was fun. It was awesome. They were, they, yeah, they, they were, were great, great to talk they were to. Great. Like the um, knowledge that Craig has about the past in Florida beer was fascinating. Uh, we got on a little bit about the future. You know, I was asking him, what does he predict the future of craft beer in Florida has? What obstacles are in place? And we talked a lot about self distribution and, and if that should change. What does it mean ooh. for breweries if they can uh, go directly to where they want to be selling their beer without a distributor? Why not? And well, I mean, there's opposition, obviously, from distributors. Sure. Um, um, I mean, look at breweries right now like uh, Lord Hobo, mm-hmm. Modern Times. They're doing this. They're yeah. doing these direct breweries with uh, Total Wines doing it. Yeah. I, I know that's a bigger, bigger business, but yeah. why not? Well, why apparently not? there are 27 states that allow it. So okay. that awesome. could be what's on the horizon for I like, Florida. I like and hearing I thought that. that. That was really cool to talk about. And that helps us. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Get more beer and be More beer and more places. And, yeah. I, and I actually think it might potentially kind of ramp up uh, what distributors have to do to really make themselves valuable. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but who knows? Because they just play a middleman. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're just playing a middleman and not putting down distributors. But it's just like, what if there was better communication between a brewery and a in a, in a yeah. tap house or yeah. you know um, a beer bar, it a was bottle shop? I, I really think about our role uh, as what ails you. As we go in and we just ask these questions. I don't have an opinion on this uh, self-distributor right. versus distributor. I have yeah. no idea. But it was interesting, and I just love talking to these people. There's so much knowledge. Oh, someone's knocking. Hold on, let me go get oh, that. Oh man, that was like in my backyard. That so guys, crazy. that is welcome to Florida. Yeah. Now you actually know we're not in another city or yeah, state. That was we are in Orlando, Florida, because that was the crack of a thunder. Yeah, that was so, the afternoon thunderstorm. Holy shit, that yeah. was impressive. That scared me. I have my my hair on yeah. my arm is yeah. freezing up. Um, so right. yeah, so before we get yeah. electrocuted or the power yeah. goes out, yeah, um, yeah, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. How many people? Six, there were seven, six, six, six on mic, seven there total that we met, and maybe even more. Right, uh, we met the whole crew. Tacos were being passed Dude, around. We love thank you, for you that. so much thank for the you. hospitality. God, yeah. Honestly, can't wait to come back. It's gonna happen. Oh yeah, and I think we just wait a minute. Yeah. Something, oh, yeah. something was said on, yeah, yeah, on yeah. the mics, right? Totally was. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we, we spoke a little more, and um, that is happening. So, guys, yet again, uh, we are going to be making another beer. So, let's start. Let's go. Uh, starting today, uh, emails need to start going out and calls need to start being made. Uh, I have a busy week. I found out today. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who are we thinking? Let's say, let's let me give some love All right, out. So, so, so first to the Infinite Ale Works crew, uh, Travis Ehrenberg. Thank you so much for for the work you did to get this set up. Yeah, thank uh, you, dude. Thanks for thank reaching you. out and thanks for making this happen. Uh, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, Tommy McDonald. Uh, congratulations on the work you've done so far. Yeah, I'm definitely. excited to see where the future of third Infinite year coming goes. up, and yeah. this is what's happening. Yeah, I that's love huge. It. Yeah. Sam Betty. Yeah. Craig Brickman. That's right. Yep. We got to say yep. thank you for all the work you have done, not only at Infinite, but we heard at Swamp Head as yeah. well. You know? Yeah, exactly. All right, Kyle Krisnak. Woohoo! <laughs> there's, uh, there's the thunder. There's more again. thunder. That one was for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and that beard. Who had the yeah. longer beard? You or him? Uh, I think his, he did. His was longer. Yeah, okay. yeah. I okay. keep mine a little short yeah. these days. Yeah. And by short, I mean. Still long. Uh, yeah, still long. <laughs> All right. And then lastly, uh, you heard so much about Juan and his Taiwan. Um, <laughs> Taiwan so thank on. you. Yep. That was t- uh, Juan Bengoa. Thank you so much for being Love there that today. Guy. Hey, guys, I'm going to also do a quick shout out to uh, Kevin Gray Jr. You heard him over at uh, Ardwolf. He kind of helped set this up, too. So he's like, really? You're not here? I was like, look, just if you could speak to somebody and he made this work out. So we've wanted this episode for a while. So he helped us with that. And again, listen to the Ardwolf episode. We love those guys. So, um, 
Yeah, that was amazing. As always, thank you to Sad Myth. Dude, thank you. Um, I hope the audio is good on this. Uh, guys, more shirts, new stickers, buttons. Uh, we got more coming up in the works again, but definitely check us up on uh, Instagram and Facebook. You can find our shirts, stickers, anything like that. Just message us. Email us at tastingnotes at whatalesia.beer. Tasting notes, one word, at whatalesia.beer. And thank you to Jillian Quinn for all that. And then uh, anything else? I think we're good. All right, guys. We'll, we'll see, see you next, next week. week.